Hello, my name is Stephen Smith, the owner of 3Pi Squared, and this is the ABA Business Leaders Podcast. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our membership program. 3Pi Squared has helped over 700 ABA practices start up and expand. Our membership has over 45 hours of content from experts in the fields of law, accounting, diversity and inclusion, childhood development, mindfulness, business development, HIPAA compliance, marketing and branding, billing, and more. We also have discounts on things like our 3Pi Squared handbooks, professional liability insurance, background checks, HIPAA compliant email, contacts, calendars, and cloud storage. The membership also includes 33 CEUs, live Ask Us Anything events where you can come on and ask your questions as you're going through the program. And in our app, you can also add anonymous questions and get your answers. To learn more about the membership, please go to our website, www.3pisquared.com and click on ABA Business Leaders. And now let's get to the episode. So today uh, we're going to be talking about uh, expressing concerns and complaints. It's going to be more focused on BCBAs receiving complaints and concerns, uh, but it, it's about the whole team, right? It may be BCBAs needing to go to leadership. The presentation starts here. So expressing concerns and complaints. So the first thing that we have to understand is that we are all a team. And so coming into this feeling like uh, I, I'll back this up maybe a little bit. Like I, <laughs> and with my, with three by square, one of our values is that we lean in, uh, and so we want customer feedback. We like good, bad, and different. And I say this to all of my customers. At the same time, when I get some critical feedback, uh, I I I'm sure I could handle it better at times, right? It's not. It doesn't leave me with a good feeling, right? And it can feel like an attack, and so. When you're in these situations, you know, trying to focus on, okay, this is a team. We're trying to improve the processes. We want to remove barriers. We want to provide quality services. This is an attack on me. This is not about me, right? This is about making a better company. Uh, and if you can kind of step out of that um, situation where you do feel like, oh, they're saying bad things about me. 99% of the time it has nothing to do with you and has everything to do with many other things. Um, and so if you can step out of that, um, it can be very helpful, you know, especially again, going back to RBTs, but this could be, again, depending on the size of your company, this could be BCBAs as well. But speaking out about concerns can be extremely difficult, especially like we had already talked about, if you're just setting this culture up now and you find that the culture of your company isn't super great so there may be a lot of people that this has not been their experience that they can express their concerns and so it can be very difficult they could feel like if i complain or if i express this i'm gonna get fired or i'm not gonna get that promotion i'm not gonna get that raise they're not gonna give me the case that i want so you know 
it, it can be very difficult for people to come and speak out. And then feeling back into the sensations in your body as you express, uh, as you hear this information can be super helpful. I highly recommend everybody to have their own meditation practice, right? And part of this process is some kind of a meditation process when we get into the meeting. Um, but um, yeah, I would highly recommend, again, when you're hearing this or maybe reading in an email, you feel like it's critical feedback um, and and you start to get those thoughts. Hey, like um, this is this is a, a, against me. Maybe you feel your eyebrows, right? Like they're they're like tensing up. You're, maybe you feel some uh, tension in your neck, um, some pressure in your chest, and then you know allowing that to happen. Kind of taking a moment. Again, coming back to this isn't about me. This is about making a better team. This is about providing better services. This is about allowing openness, whatever, right? Or going to your company values, maybe. Right. And, and that's what I was going to say, too. Like, I think, Stephen, you know, you've talked a lot about meditation and yep. mindfulness and all that. And that's really what a lot of 3 by squared is based on. That's what um, we started shifting a lot of things with my ABA company, you know, yep. the last few years towards that. And we just found a lot of it was helpful, yeah. right? Um, but also not just that too, but like I think we fail sometimes to bring up just the whole like emotional intelligence and understanding, like just understanding our emotions, sure. right? And how they show up and how our body, like connecting like how our body feels with emotions. I mean, we could do a whole series on right. on that alone. Um, but just, just at the minimum, just having some awareness because a lot of times they're like i don't know two two to three major emotions that the everyday person feels and they go straight to right. like happy angry right. you know scared right? right like and that tends to be um like the main ones that we feel and or we go straight to and if we haven't had a lot of practice and education and how all of the emotions work and with the sensations in our body and you know, being curious about that, then these pieces will be a little bit more challenging because so so if you if you don't have like a meditation practice, if you aren't at the place where you've really tuned in to like understanding your emotions, um, then I would say the first step would be like just being curious about it. And, um, you know, like when you feel like when someone comes to you with that feedback and you're mm -hmm. like, oh, like you're saying, you know, it's not about me. Yep. Um, Typically, that's not the a person's first response, no. right? It's like, what's arising? Like, is it that anger? Your your fist starting to clinch? Right. Is your jaw clenching? Are right. you sitting more upright? Are right. you, you know, like your heart rate starts? You're getting sweaty, whatever. Um, so even a first step is even just tuning into that and like just recognizing Correct. what is going on in your body during this time, especially as the leader of a company as the owner of a company um just even doing that very small step in the mm -hmm. beginning can be enough to really start to change your culture but yes absolutely if you have your values then you can like also like lean into that in these like feedback okay like okay where does this fall under the right. values oh wow one of our values is i don't know Say a say it's a safe place, or it's openness, right. or I don't know, transparency, yep. whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. And then like, oh, this, oh, okay, this ties into that. And then when you have those value statements and the, your mission statement to memory, not just to have it memorized, but to really use it in all 
the decision-making pieces throughout the day, because let's face it, you're probably making a million decisions sure. in a day as a business owner, right? Mm-hmm. And a leader of a group. So yeah, so just being able to, just even just being aware, just starting to be aware, just starting to be curious about those feelings. And when someone's coming to you upset, even you know being able to tie that to your values, and if you don't have those values yet, it would be a great time to start in these moments, like thinking about, oh, wow, what yes. could be helpful here? What do I want Correct. this to look like? Exactly. I, yeah. you know, obviously this person is not in a, like they're having a hard time right now, right. whether it's that they're mad at me or they're having a hard time, whatever it is, right? They're, you know, how, what, what would I want this to look like right. too? So I think a lot of times we, we go straight to, okay, here's, here are all the things to do. Um, and I just felt like it was um, important for a minute to take, like, to say, like, how many pieces and parts make this up and how it's okay if you're not already at that point totally. where you're like, oh, okay, I'm just going to take an angry person, an angry <laughs> staff member and be like, oh, it's not about me. What's going on, dear? You know, like, right. or whatever, right? Like, I mean, let's face it, <laughs> you're not going to go from that to that. No, Even you if you have all the skills, yeah. there are going to be days where yeah. you're just going to be reminding yourself to like breathe or whatever it is that keeps you like, you know, your nervous system, like, like from, you know, completely reacting and all the things. So Correct. now I just wanted to take a minute to say that. And I think that is part of that, like that team too, like, and giving the people the benefit of the doubt of like, we're all at different places in our journey for, yep. for these things. Yep. And so that's the next statement is like, try, try to give people the benefit of the doubt. So we're all human, you know, and the vast majority of us are are just trying to do our best. We all want to succeed. We all want to feel like we're providing in this situation, you know, high quality care, right? Like most of the people that you will interact with in this field, they, they just want to help kids. So like, you know, going in with that is probably a good idea, right? And then, you know, something that is, is super important is avoiding gossip. So, like, if there is gossip and, you know, gossip is unavoidable probably, right, to a certain extent. But if you have some people that are, like, that's all they do, right, is, is just gossip about, well, they come to you and say, well, this person did this and this, like, that, or, or you see it between team members. This is, this is super toxic and it really needs to be rooted out. Yeah. I mean, and it's something that you can build within the culture and, and there are a lot of things that you can do to put in place to give staff members the appropriate time and place to discuss issues before it gets. Correct. If it's an open, if people feel they can come and express concerns and complaints, they, they feel like they're, opinion is valued that they feel like they that everyone wants them to be there and that um when uh then the gossip hopefully will not be there right we all want to be heard right so i think a lot of times some people just want to be heard or they're not getting what they need and whatever and again it kind of goes back to that i don't know how to complain i don't know how to express my concerns so like there there just isn't really a good class in school that said, no, 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 gossip isn't how you complain and, and express your concerns. You know, you do it this way, right? And so that's where it goes when people are frustrated and they feel out of control, what else can they do, right? So yeah. so if we can provide this environment where it is more open, 
um, then then we can we can decrease that. And then you you may want a supervisor or manager to help facilitate these meetings at the start. Again, this would be someone that is kind of leading this role of this uh, new culture and in, in it. So you've taken April's values based leadership course. You've made your mission statement. You've implemented your values. You're trying to bring them into the daily uh, life, like the daily workplace. Now, this would be a great place to start, in my opinion, is meetings. Um, and and part of meetings is going to be expressing concerns and feedback. And you know, some of it, not everyone's going to want to hear. Uh, but having a leader in the room when these are starting to help facilitate them, maybe just to be that calm, centered person that can kind of step in if they need to, if things start to get out of control, um, then that that may be something that you want to implement until everyone's feeling safer, I guess, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so when when we're doing this, so, you know, typically this isn't going to be like someone rushing into your office and saying, I need to sit down and talk to you right now, right? That's not how we would want these set up. Um, unless like, obviously there could be emergency meetings that just have to be resolved right now, but typically we want to have these planned out, right? We want to know what we're going to be talking about, at least some kind of idea, right? We don't need to know all the details, but what, what area is your concern, right? Like, is it billing? Is it, is it clinical? Is it operations, right? Like it's just something. Um, and so we would come to these meetings and the first thing that we would do in the meetings is ground, right? So, um, we highly recommend grounding in every meeting, um, and it can be very helpful. You may, you know, in some cases, it's a great idea to have like a phone basket outside of the office. Uh, the, the, maybe you have a conference room and, and you have a phone basket outside of that conference room. Everybody puts their phone in the phone basket. So you know, no phones allowed, right? Like, uh, so we're arriving here, we're, we're here for this meeting. So grounding before we speak to team members is, is again, it's a really good idea and welcoming the thoughts and emotions that are, are in the current moment can allow for compassion in the space. And then once grounded, you can recognize those thoughts and emotions. These can, again, can be both desirable and undesirable, right? are going to have an impact on that meeting. So, you know, it could be completely unrelated to the meeting. Maybe, you know, you got up in the morning and your your kid has a stomach virus and, and you know, your, your husband or significant other has to stay home from work and they're not happy about that, but you, you have these important things to do and now you're thinking about them or, you know, maybe there's something going on in, in family life. Maybe you have a, a sick relative that, you know, like there could be so many outside uh, things that are unrelated to work that are going to have an impact on these meetings. And it's really important to at least acknowledge that to yourself. You don't have to like then start spouting all of these things to everybody, but at least if you can understand, oh, wow, right? Like these things are here with me right? Uh, I'm bringing it all, then that can allow you some space and time in these meetings to say, well, my vision is clouded here a little bit. And maybe I'm not seeing this as clearly as I would like to, and it may affect my judgment. Yeah. And, and, you know, when we're focusing on talking like grounding before 
having a difficult conversation yep. because that's the topic of today's conversation. But just a note too, and I briefly touched it, but like that is really good as part of that culture, just to include grounding in like all of your meetings Correct. or a good portion of them or, you know, you know, throughout the day or how whatever works for how your company works and how, you know, how things are set up. Um, just to become like more of a natural, like part of the routine, mm -hmm. because when you're already escalated and things are like, you know, really in a, in a tough place, then like, oh yeah, we need a ground because we only do that when things are bad. And then, you know, it could be like paired with grounding, yeah. like yeah. F grounding, no yeah. way. Yeah. Like that, we, we do that when things are bad, you know? Yeah. So you, you want to really try to embed it and parts that make sense. Um, and then it, so it can just become a natural part of how you're doing things. Yep. And then, um, you know, for those of you who may be a little bit hesitant to like use like meditation-y words or meditation-y, I think I just made that up, but like, like in grounding, maybe that's kind of a off-putting or, you know, sometimes, you know, I would think of it like in our, in, in my agency, when I did it, uh, several of us, myself included, we were like, oh, we just don't like the word grounding because it just has that connotation of like punishment, like you're grounded, mm. you know, like, because I grew up in the age of like, that was the big punishment yeah. as I got a certain age, you're grounded, you know. And so we all kind of played around with it to see like, you know, how we could call it, what we could call it within our company that made sense for us and felt good for all of us. And it was like, kind of, we never really had a chance to land on anything specific, but we played around with a few things. And one was like, settle in. So like, let's settle in. And so it was like, you know, you take that minute, you do what you need. Mm -hmm. Everybody in the room can do what they need to settle in. And especially if it was like, even if it was a one-on-one or if it was a smaller meeting, sometimes I would offer, hey, do you want me to like turn on Insight Timer, not an ad, but and like, and play like a 30 second to three minute, like grounding kind of meditation mm -hmm. to help get there. Cause sometimes that's helpful to people and other times people just want to do it on their own. So we did like settle in or like, let's like a transition, you know, right. like to, cause that, that can kind of, um, is just, just really just like you said, like clear, like kind of, I don't want to say clearing your mind, but like acknowledging what's here yeah. and, and, and where you're at going into the process. So I just wanted to mention that, that I do feel like it's important to not just use it during difficult conversations that's just what we happen to Correct. be talking about today yes. but it really should be part of your everyday workings and yes. however it fits in best but doing it on a regular basis yeah so like the the phone basket the the grounding those things would be at every meeting right so whether they're virtual meetings obviously the phone basket wouldn't would take place in a virtual <laughs> meeting but like virtual meetings you, you would still ground right and you and then the next part which is check-in right we, we would do this for every meeting um, now the the thing on grounding is that you obviously cannot force someone to ground mm -hmm. okay so like it, it, you can't do i demand you correct like that's not what this is about this is so like if they just you know if they're choosing just to sit there while you ground oh okay right like that's that's up to them that's what they've decided to do you can make some recommendations suggestions like you said insight time like or, or they may have their own thing mm -hmm. uh but all you would then say is okay please be respectful to the others in the in the area we're gonna quiet we're gonna sit here quietly and then if, if you could please do that too that'd be great and so that would be what their choice would be at that point right uh so and i think you already described it but just go a little bit further grounding can be anything from like a minute to five minutes 
and it's like sitting upright and and just sensing into your body what thoughts are here what sensations are in your body acknowledging them and then kind of moving forward with that acknowledgement that they're here yeah and you know like just putting your feet firmly on the floor and like feeling or or feeling from your bum when you're sitting like whatever works for you Mm -hmm. and feeling into your body may not be what works for you especially that you know if there's any kind of trauma and you know so that's important too Mm -hmm. um is to take that all of those pieces into consideration and it may just be you know someone may just have like a mantra that or a you know an intention or they just may want to hum twinkle twinkle little star and that's what helps them like you know, I know the whole idea is to feel into your body and all that, but like that might not be where people are at that moment. Correct. And so whatever it takes for them to be able to settle in and be ready for, you know, this next step yes. like, is okay too. And we're kind of getting off track here, but if you are going to implement like a meditation process within your company, um, then you definitely, like you mentioned, you want it needs to be trauma and uh, sensitive meditation um so that's something that's super important it also needs to be fairly secular in nature so we're not bringing in religious beliefs and and stuff like this so those are things that would be critical if you are going to start implementing this and that it also needs to be an opt-in process so you again you can't force people to do yoga you can't force people to to do meditation uh or your particular type of meditation that's just not gonna be okay uh you're gonna run into hr problems so it's just something to be aware of if you do decide to implement this there are there are many ways to do it um but again opting in is is critical part of that because like you said there are going to be people that in your company that have a lot of trauma and for these people that have experienced rape for example the last thing in the world they may want to sit there for quietly for two minutes and feel into their body that's just not that's not okay. Uh, they that may uh, have the exact opposite intention. Um, so they're they're going to feel like higher anxiety and and uh, scared, right? Their heart rate is going to be more elevated. Uh, so it's very important that you, uh, if you're going to implement this, that you do it in in the correct manner. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Just um, consent. Yeah. You know, consent. And trauma-informed, yeah. All right. So then once we have grounded, then we're going to check into the meeting. So for all of you that are listening to this right now, what we have is we've got card system for our check-in. So we have green, yellow, and red. Um, It's fairly simple. You can do your own check-in system. Uh, but we found this fairly useful, right? Um, and we don't want to like get super into definitions here. This is like everybody's own perspective, right? And and what they would consider yellow is their their thing, right? And and what they consider red is is their thing. And so we don't need to get lost in the definitions in this. This is just to give everybody an opportunity to say where they're at, right? And and to to provide that space. And so, you know, if you're going in, you know, we're talking about a difficult meeting right now, expressing concerns and complaints, but if you were in a different meeting, maybe you're doing a scheduling meeting or, you know, maybe you're doing supervision and it's not about any particular concern um, and your your tech is coming to you and they're red, 
maybe then you hold off on some of that critical feedback that you were planning on giving them that day, right? Especially if the vast majority of the time they're green, right? But maybe they're having a bad day and maybe this will allow you to say, oh, okay, hold on, I'm going to put the brakes on this and we'll talk about something else, right? It's not to avoid it, but it's to acknowledge that, hey, this person's not in the greatest of positions right now. And maybe I can either reframe this or talk about it tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I know you said that like we're not going to get stuck in the definitions, but I do want to just like give the brief yeah, definitions yeah. of each for those who are mm-hmm. listening and not able to see the slide. But like green is generally I'm calm, focused on the task at hand and I'm ready to listen. Like I think it's pretty straightforward. Right. Um, We don't have to get into wire green or right. like all that stuff. Right. Just green, you know, ready to go. And yellow, I acknowledge that there are some thoughts or emotions present that could cause me to make decisions that I would other not otherwise make. Like, um, and then red, I acknowledge that there are some thoughts or emotions present that are causing me to be unfocused and may mean I am unable to provide effective feedback. And I do feel like it's important not to get stuck in the definitions, but I do think it's important to post whether whether it's these or your own to, to have like a standard definition of red, green and yellow so that everyone's kind of on the same page within the company. And it was really funny because within our company over the, over time, we ended up into like six stages anyways people would say oh i'm orange today like combining yellow and red because i can't make the decision of which one they were in or you know like we got some really creative things like i'm was it aubergine or whatever like or i'm lime green or i'm you know whatever right so you you get the idea and so people you know especially if you have a group of creatives are going to um, who have a hard time putting themselves in just one category. But still, the whole idea is that you kind of get a sense of where everyone's coming Correct. from. And it was really helpful during COVID when we were doing all virtual stuff there for a while as we were pivoting because we didn't get to see our people face to face. And so even just this little bit of a check-in and I kind of kept track of, pe- not that I was taking data on the red, green, and yellow necessarily, but just to kind of be able to pick out some red flags. Hey, this this person's been like red to every meeting we've been right. to. Hmm. Let me think about that. So just just a little, little added piece. I know that today is basically a lot of times when you're going into a difficult conversation, you're probably going to be more in the yellow or red you know, category. But I still think that it's important to do that check in. You know, you've already, you know, like we said, you already make it part of the yep. culture. But then even for difficult conversations, not just assuming, go ahead and check in because maybe the person is green and they're pretty calm and focused and they're ready to talk about what it is that's bothering them or whatever it is that they would like a change in or they have a question about why something's done a certain way. So I don't sometimes like even when we were using it, it would kind of get pushed to the side for certain situations. And I feel like mainly for like difficult conversations because it was almost like, okay, we're here for this difficult conversation. Like we're assuming it's already at this specific level, but I would like to urge not to do that, to really make sure, or it may feel a little more uncomfortable to do a check-in or grounding or check-in before you're going into it. You just want to dive right into it. (laughs) Um, But it's really important. I really urge you to really make time for that. And if you're, especially if you're in a clinic situation, having those visuals um, can be really great too. You know, like your little schedule or your visuals. Okay. Like, and it's just, you know, it's there to remind you too. right? Right. And I think like, just to kind of take back what I was saying about not worry so much about the definitions. I think it's like, 
Like if someone says, I'm yellow, and then they give you information based on that, why they're yellow, and you're like, well, that sounds more red to me. Like, don't yeah. get lost in that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like, they're yellow. They said they're yellow. Yeah. Let's move on, right? Yeah. And maybe they're providing you some information that, oh, yeah, okay, this person ain't yellow. But like, like, let's not get lost in that piece. And maybe it, right? they are. Maybe yes. that cues you into the fact of, okay, over time, I'm finding that what they're saying and what... <laughs> they're coding classifying themselves as doesn't match okay well that tells me a little bit about that person Correct. right where Correct. they are you yeah. know so let me try to meet them where they are yeah. Yeah. maybe we come up with a different solution for this particular you know person or yeah. whatever yeah. all right so then you know we've done that and and again this goes back to again even with the grounding like if you can just sit with this for a little bit like and this is all for you. This is not for them, right? Like this is all for you at this point. Grounding is for you. It's not for anyone else in the room. Checking in is for you. It's it's not for anyone else in the room. So like, even if you can just allow yourself to acknowledge what is present, right? Like you're saying, oh, wow, look at all this stuff that's here that I'm bringing into this room that has no real reason to be in this room at this point, but it's here, then it can allow you to step out of it a little bit more than it would if you were ignoring it or just avoiding it. And then, you know, if someone does give you information, I'm red and this is why, again, you're going to hear some stuff, especially as the team becomes more open uh, and, and a safer environment. You're going to hear some stuff that uh, you may not want to hear. Uh, as, again, that is not related to the work environment, right? Like, so relationship issues, family issues, like you're probably going to hear stuff uh, over time. And then that that is also here now. So it's just something to be aware of as you start to bring this on, that that is more than likely going to happen. And so going back again to the values and that, you know, we're here to provide an open, safe place for people to talk about things that are barriers to providing quality services, whatever whatever value you have. It's just something to be aware of as, as you add this into your meetings. Yeah, I mean, and it's too, I mean, um, part of what I do some with my coaching with values-based um, leadership is like also like, I mean, it can be part of your values, but it can be separate from, but like your, your boundaries too, like the boundaries. And so, um, I think too, in our ABA world, um, especially when they started increasing like the ethical considerations within, um, the task list as our field kind of evolved, mm -hmm. it's like, it gets tricky of like, what are we allowed to talk about? What are we not allowed to talk about and all of that? And am I going to go into that whole rabbit hole, but like, it is important to have those boundaries, to be open, to be there, to listen, but then also having having those boundaries and knowing when it's when to help someone get help right. too. Um, and I just feel like that is important just to like just say, especially if we're dealing with different difficult conversations. And let's say this is like a person who's we're having a lot of difficult conversations. What's going on here, right? Or it's we're opening up the culture and things are more open and people are feeling more free and more safe, like whatever it is, as people come to you with information, you know, being mindful of keeping it professional, professional, yes. keeping it um, there again, the gossip thing, right? Yep. It's no one else's business. They came to you and they confided in you. Yep. Having an open door policy as a director, as an owner was one of the best things. Like we just, I, I had that always. Mm -hmm. 
And because it was always there, I feel like people used it when they needed it and it wasn't even something that was overused. But if it's something new, it may be something that gets used a lot more in the beginning, especially. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be really hard, really important to to keep those boundaries because you're not their therapist, right? And, And you can be there for them. You can hold space for them. You can modify things temporarily if need be, you know, whatever, you know, however you feel works best for your company and based on your value. Based on the law in your state. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely based on the law. But, and then also ethics and all of that. And, And so, I mean, that's a whole conversation for another time, but just how to what boundaries to, to yeah. put in place and how to do that because that's a that's that's a skill within itself Absolutely. but i just wanted to state that that it's important right because you you know you need to figure out what it is that you want and that's where those values-based decision making helps but as you're doing these check-ins as you're opening your culture as you're accepting feedback and accept you know have that open door policy to allow people to come in those are just things that are gonna just pop be up. aware of yeah and just yeah. know just have a plan yep or as it comes up, you know, pause and, you know, sit with that and think about, okay, what do I want this to look like? Yep. Yep. And reaching out to HR yep. professionals yep. And, you, and you may want to have like a, a list of therapists that they can reach out to, right? Like, um, it, it's just something to be aware of um, as you're going through this. Because again, if people feel comfortable and safe and they feel like they can come to you with them, you, you're going to hear things that are unexpected. And um, just be aware of it. Okay. And so during the meeting, um, yeah, so we we recommend that it's a circle, right? As much as you can make it a circle. Like somewhere where where you can all face in and see each other versus like rows or something. Because we had like a big conference table. Everybody could see each other. Like a square. It's fine. But like not having like the leaders at this side and right. Right. um, And then if it is virtually uh, making it so that like helping people so that everyone, I, I assume everybody knows Zoom at this point or Teams, but like so that everybody's face is on the screen right, at the same time. You can have like time. a gallery yes, view yeah, so that yeah, you can see yeah, it and that everyone's yeah. camera is on. Correct, yeah. yes. And then what we recommend is that everybody gets to speak once before any one person gets to speak twice. So if you want to solve difficult issues, you need, mem- like everybody's there for a reason, right? And again, we're talking about concerns and and, uh, complaints at this point, it's probably going to be a one-on-one meeting. But like if you're doing all the talking um, and and again, then are you you allowing them what they're requesting, which is to express their concerns and complaints? So everybody gets to speak once before anyone gets to speak twice. Yeah, just quickly, I'll say, I mean, if you're changing your culture and this is a new thing you're doing or you have a new staff member that's involved, be respectful and mindful and don't like make anyone forced to, sure. to speak sure. and put anyone on the spot. But the the idea would be over time that everyone would be comfortable to mm-hmm. to say something. But I just I just felt like that was necessary sure. to say. And then this one is a big one for me. I, I feel I've gotten a lot better at this one. But listen to learn not to confirm. So like you're listening to this person and you like you're not coming at it like I know how to fix this thing already. Um, uh, I know everything about this situation. Um, no, you're listening to learn, um, not not to confirm what you already believe, right? Like again, this person 
in this situation is there to express their concerns, their feedback, their complaints. Um, this again is not about you. And so they may have very different ways on how to fix this. And, and so it's good to hear them and listen. Another good one again for me is, uh, I am not my ideas. Um, so I have thoughts, but I am not just my thoughts. So, you know, getting lost in thought and, and getting, shaping your identity around your thoughts is, is again, very similar to be confirming, right? And so uh, trying to step back from those thoughts that you're having and realizing it's just a thought. It's very similar to breathing. I breathe every, I breathe all the time. Uh, my heart's beating all the time and I'm having thoughts all the time. And, th and that's it, right? It's nothing more than that. And I am not that thought. And as you're listening to the, this person's critical feedback, you know, noticing your physical reaction as you're listening. So again, are you starting to tense up, clenching your fists? You feel some pressure in your neck, your eyebrows, are they, are they clenched? Or is your jaw tightening, right? Like just realizing um, what is here. Uh, another one, I think that this probably <laughs> could be for both of us is try not to fix the situation, right? Again, we're here to listen, sit with it, that's all we're doing right now. Um, and and so uh, we're just listening to these people um, express their concerns or provide feedback and then being open and curious about the discomfort. <laughs> Especially if you want to fix it right this minute. Uh, you're like, ah, I have the solution for this. Uh, sitting with that uncomfortable feeling of knowing you know how to fix it, but you're not allowing yourself to blurt it out, for example, um, or just say, everyone stop and listen to me. And, and um, this is how it needs to be done. Uh, sitting with how uncomfortable and uh, yeah, that that makes you feel. Uh, it makes me feel very uncomfortable. Um, I, I do not particularly enjoy that sensation. Well, I mean, and that's where like understanding your emotions and all the good jazz comes yeah. into play as like, even if you don't necessarily have it as a culture within your company like you as the owner as the director like exploring that for yep. yourself um can make a huge difference because like even in that moment like maybe you call the meeting maybe you are like thank you for coming to me i value your input and I would like to sit on the set with us for a minute or I need some time and I promise I will get back to you. Now, of course, as you're building that, like if, if that's something new, mm -hmm. it, it might be hard for that person to accept it, yep. you know, um, but just repeating that, escorting them out of your office and then you doing what you need to do to like kind ground of and, and come back and like get like your nervous system more like less activated and, and calm, you know, just a calm, but you know, like and that more neutral state, but um, because versus getting defensive sure. or and because if it's an if it's a new skill and you're inviting you're like oh, i'm open i'm inviting everyone to come and share their feedback and then <laughs> you get bombarded <laughs> with this like feedback that may or may not be about you but it may feel very much like an attack and then you're gonna like get defensive you're gonna try to throw out solutions and you know i say it like an absolute i don't know you i don't know what you're gonna do but i'm just saying like it sounds like us <laughs> if you, i mean if you don't have the skills if you don't have the skills which these skills can be 
They're tough. Really tough. We didn't, like, we most We're still people, working on them. Still working on them. Most people that we talk to are like, yeah, I'm a BCBA. And, you know, there's some things about my company that I don't love. And so I, I want to start my own company because I want to make a difference and I want things to be different. And then you get all up to your eyeballs in the mud of like insurance and yep. all the junk that you're like, oh, I didn't realize all this quite was going to be quite this hard to come with it, you know? And then you're like, okay, I'm here for my people. And then your people come to you and you're already up to your eyeballs and <laughs> all the muck. And then, it, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, maybe if you're not at the place where you can handle that or know how to deal with it yet, maybe not necessarily in Five, like making some big invitation for people to come to you, but you do at minimum need to at least follow your complaint policy sure. and to be able to accept the, the feedback from people so that you can start working on how to resolve like sooner than later. Right. But it is, it, it is important to take care of yourself. Of course. We're going to be recording burnout, um, a, a podcast right after this about burnout. And so, yeah, so it's just have some grace for yourself and, you know, know that this is going to be a process and it's learning and you're gonna learn as as you experience it. And there may even be some things that like trigger you quicker than other things. Um, maybe it was the third complaint of the day. Yeah. You know, and you're and it really is like the smallest, most insignificant one, but you're like, Okay, I am hungry, I am done, I've gotta get payroll out, and I like I don't care about your little thing. And it might not be that you don't care, but it's like you do care, but yeah. in that moment of course, of you're ha- you you're, you're juggling all you're the human. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh, I'm supposed to be filling into my body and accepting this speed. Mm-hmm. You know, so just yeah, I'm just also trying to keep it real. Like yeah. It's hard it and but it can it it's it's can super, be super helpful. helpful yeah super yeah. helpful especially if your partner like you're married yeah whole whole other level yeah. right because <laughs> you bring all that into it correct um but yeah i think it's really important to try your best to stay in the moment to listen to not get defensive not try to fix it even if that means wow yeah thanks for coming to me thanks for sharing this with me not quite sure you know, like, I mean, if transparency is your thing, like, I need a minute to think about this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so do you mind stepping outside and I'll get, I'll call you back in in 15 minutes or I'm going to reach out to you tomorrow at one o'clock and we can continue this discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, if it's an emergency thing, you might have to act quicker. But yeah, just so just wanted to say that. Yeah. And and like you, again, you can ask them to bring suggestions. And right, like, I, yeah. I highly recommend that. Right. So like, if you come with a complaint, you need to come with a, a suggestion on how to uh, uh, alleviate that that issue. And right? that can um, be part of what you communicate yes. to your team, mm-hmm. right? You know, yep. or if, if you've, you're also welcome to come and talk to me about any, even if you don't have a suggestion, sure. because sometimes you sure. don't know either, right? Well, then that's, at least then you know, okay, this is just venting. This is just like, they need to get something off their chest. Like they get that there isn't really going to be this grand conclusion to this that will and it'll alleviate this like this is just part of the job right and i just need to be able to express this um but you know if it's something that is a barrier to them then i highly recommend that they have uh an opportunity to suggest how that barrier could be removed yeah now you may not you may take that and say yeah i would love to be able to do this but I, unfortunately, this is too expensive or what, whatever, right? Right, like, or this isn't um, doable at this time. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, how can not, we? Like, like, this is not legal, right? It could be yeah. very, but at least uh, they're coming with something, right? 
Um, and, and yeah, I think it's important. Um, and then again, so during the meeting, we want to be clear and specific. So this meeting has an intention and we're sticking with the intention. We're doing our best to stay calm. And if you sense there's a physical reaction, don't push it aside. Try to breathe into it. You know, you already said it. You need a break. Take a break, right? Like, uh, trust your gut, right? And I think it's much better to say, look, I need, I need 15 minutes. I need to pause for 15 minutes. Then, you know, start screaming at somebody, right? Or start, uh, like, attacking someone like, like that. That's not where we want to go with this either, right? Um, like you don't want your team thinking, well, okay, if I come with uh, a, a really small criticism or, or uh, a complaint, I, I'll, we'll get through it. But if it's a big one, forget it, right? Like those are the ones that we need to figure out. And then what this will open up is for everyone to feel comfortable asking for a break as well, which is needed. And so, you know, like what is a good idea on a break anyway? Really, if your meeting's going over an hour, you should be breaking, right? So like, uh, like an hour, like like five ten minute break for every hour of meeting. Meetings are tough. And, yeah, but I mean, if you're do if you're having a difficult conversation, I would say there's no need for it. Like you gotta maybe even come up with some kind of not like okay, difficult conversations are only gonna be fifteen minutes, and I'm gonna cut it off at the sixteen minute mark. But in your in your mind, or even in your complaint policy, have like a range, right? right. Because at some point, especially if it's really someone who is having a rough time, it's not like they're saying, hey, I'm not getting along well with the mother of the the child that I'm working with. And it's really getting hard for me to show up at that client every day. I mean, th- these are real things, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not upset. They're not angry at you. They're not like, they're really like, help, please, you know, and then you, you have a conversation about it, you know, or, you know, however you proceed. Or if someone's really heated, you know, Anyways, I guess what I'm trying to say is you do, you don't want to just to go on and on and on. If it's a, con- like, even for regular meetings, yes, have breaks. Yep. But if it's a conflict resolution kind of situation, yep. then you definitely want to keep it yeah, and sure, I mean, most to of not these, go on and on. Yeah, most of these ones that are, are going to be expressing concerns or complaints are not going to be long, drawn-out meetings, and you're not going to be doing, like, brainstorming and right right? like like it's going to be like i'm gonna give you some verbal diarrhea right like i've been holding on to this for three months Uh, i'm gonna say all the things and then you're going to respond to them right and so that's kind of normally how these things kind of work um especially in the beginning yes yeah yeah. Anyway, so um, so so take we wanna, breaks. Yeah, so take breaks if you need them. Again, we're trying to be open and hearing the other side, trying to stay positive. But this isn't like toxic positivity, right? Like we can acknowledge the situation that's going on right now. We can say I don't like this, um, but still say you know our focus is on providing high quality ethical services, right? Like, um, and then remember the intention of the meeting. Things to ask yourself is what are you thinking right now? And are we focused on the real issue? So, you know, if if this person says, again, it's a good idea to have some kind of intention to the meeting. So maybe they don't want to tell you the whole thing over email or text, but what are we talking about? What is the situation? Is it billing related? Is it parent related? Is it client related? Is it staff related? It's Just personal. something, yeah. right? Uh, and so then you can say, 
hold on, we're not talking about your mother, right? I get that you're concerned about this, but we're let's bring it back to the focus that it was about this particular employee that we were talking about, right? So we we just don't, it doesn't get out of hand. It doesn't turn into 50 minutes of grievances, right? Yeah, I mean, and too, like a, a place where I, I like to put them was like, you know, we would like settle in or mm-hmm. like ground, you know, grounding, settle in and then, um, check in and then like state the intention of the meeting right. that I, I didn't, I wasn't all, I didn't, wasn't always able to do that, but, um, I tried to make that a priority to do and kind of put it into the way that we ran meetings at corner piece. But, um, and I found that if I didn't do that, then myself, I would take us off on some like tangent. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, and so whether it's disgruntled, situation whether it's complaint process process or difficult conversation whether it's about you know how to scheduling how to get a kid more hours or whatever like really being really intentional setting that intention Mm -hmm. okay and so delivery right this again we we need to understand what this is is this a complaint cleanse or they're coming with everything all the complaints um are they venting or are they seeking a solution we need to understand what this is about. And it's okay to ask. Yeah, it's okay. And and so, like, again, maybe you're not saying, hey, are you vending right now? But, like, what would your solution be to this matter, right? And that they, yeah, I you don't can't know. say, like, are you looking for a solution? Yeah. Are you just needing someone to hear you right, right. now, right? right? Uh, and again, staying positive, but like not, ooh, what is it? We'll wonder, like, I, I don't, don't know. It, it, be real, I, right? It's, be it's real. kind of sad, like, that anytime we say positive, we're like, disclaimer. Because, <laughs> like, we don't mean, like, that kind of, like, toxic positivity. Like, you have to be Sally Sunshine, but right. it's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then and then getting it out, right? So let's just get it out and, and move forward. And again, remembering the intention of the meeting. What am I thinking right now? Am I focused on what is really going on? Is this meeting getting out of control? Are we focused on the real issue that we came here to discuss? So again, if we we were talking about a particular employee or a particular parent, and now we're off on, you know, oh, well, you know what else? The training in this company sucks. And like, no, hold on now, right? Like, I, I, I get that, and we can set this up for another time, but let's focus on the the reason that you brought this meeting because again they may start to bring up stuff that it just gets out of control and then they still don't come out of this meeting feeling heard about the thing that was really important to them so it's important to focus people back to what the intention of the meeting was uh so i highly recommend that this is kind of you just keep this in your mind as you're going through it and so if you're on the receiving side right we're going to be open going to be uh, showing compassion. Um, uh, we're going to repeat back to clarify. Um, and this is probably going to depend on your audience. Some people like that. Some people don't. Um, but you'll you'll get get an idea of that. But there should be some repeating back. Yeah, um, to make sure that, that, that you're, you're hearing the message they're yeah. trying to but, get. But you just want to, like, again, depending on your audience, there may be some issue there so just knowing your audience over time will help you you know some people want a lot of this repeating back and some people are like just give me the gist right 
Um, and then next steps, what are we going to do next? Right. So, you know, uh, and then follow up and follow through. So if you say, okay, I hear you and, and this is how we can, you know, and what we're going to do now is we're going to set up a meeting with leadership and we're going to determine how we can remove this barrier. You know, I'm going to try and do this over the next X amount of time, you know, and, and then I'll follow up with you and let you know how we're going to move forward. But it's important that if you say, okay, I hear you, I don't like this either, uh, we're going to try and resolve this, that you then follow up with them and let them know, okay, this is the process that we're implementing to uh, remove this barrier or this concern that you have, and then following through. And then if you are unable to meet that deadline that you have set for yourself, letting them know, hey, look, something came up and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and we're going to have to push this back a little, but it is still important to us. We, we understand that we need to do something about this, but, you know, life happens and, and but we are still moving forward. And this is the change that we're going to be doing. And then again, just again, remembering that intention of the meeting. What are you thinking right now? Are we focused on the real issue? You know, anything to add to that one? Yeah, no. All right. Uh, and then we're going to check out. So just like we checked in, uh, we're going to check out. You may want to have a grounding in there as well. You may not. It's up to you. Um, but I do recommend that you do that. You try to leave the meeting without any unresolved issues. And so checking out can make sure that everyone feels heard and that the uh, meeting provided its intended purpose. So it, it's, it's a good idea to uh, check out as well. Checkouts are hard sometimes because it's especially if the meeting starts going over, easy to just leave that part off. Yeah. But I do find that if you do take that extra two minutes uh, to check out, and then of course, like even setting, you know, depending on the setting, right? Um, setting a timer and saying, okay, we have, you know, especially if the meeting has a hard stop time, yeah. um, say, hard, you know, yes. it, it two o'clock, then set the timer for one forty-five, so you can finish up whatever thought that's being expressed at that moment. Mm -hmm. And then you can go in to check in. Um, check out. I mean, check out, making sure that like everybody kind of feels heard going out, especially if they didn't get a chance um, to express themselves a lot in the meeting or if it's a, you know, kind of, it started to get a lot, right? Or you realize during the meeting that you're going to have to have five more meetings about the same topic, right? Uh, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, so, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, checking out is, it's important to, to have that time to make sure that you have that time to finish the process because yeah. it, it's, it's just as important, it but is. It, it can get overlooked easily. Yep. Yep. So the, the things that I would not skip out on in a meeting is is the grounding the checking in and checking out right you condense the middle of the meeting and you reschedule if you need to have another meeting but those things are just so important again it, it makes that open environment i mean it's a marathon right that's what i was just like thinking in my head i'm like oh meetings right especially if you're in a season of the company where you're like having a lot of meetings yeah. you know or if you're in the leadership team mm -hmm. and you're growing a company and you're like having a lot of meetings and you can come out of these meetings feeling like just wiped out and overwhelmed sometimes. Mm -hmm. Some meetings you're like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm so excited. But meetings, I mean, it's it's a part of the workplace, mm -hmm. especially like for those that, that are in the, the administrative the leadership, leadership team, team yeah. part of the, you know, 
but um, it's marathon, right? There's always time for more meetings. So take yeah. care of everybody as you go. Yeah, and I mean this, this these again, the check in, check out would be used at. Uh, we did it at supervision. Uh, supervision meetings yeah. as well. We made it. I made it. I made it mandatory to do during the supervisions in the sense that you had they had to hold space for those things. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the parent training meetings may not allow yeah, you that was... space to check in and check out, but you can ground before the meeting, right? And then do your own check-in. So maybe you don't know the parents, are they green, yellow, or red? Uh, but at least you know where you're at. Uh, and that can be, and then you can do like a checkout where like, do you feel heard? H have you expressed all your concerns? So you can kind of give them that opportunity to check out uh, without saying, are you green, yellow, or red, right? Like, well, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I feel like that's like good practices of parent training is not just to hop right into it, but like having that understanding how to start the meeting with checking in with them, not a checking in the sense of, are you red, green, or yellow? Right, right. I mean, if it works for the parent and yeah. it, it, you know, and they're wanting to do it, say, hey, there's this thing we do in our team meetings. Yeah, like, totally. would this be something you that you could find helpful? And yeah or no, right? And go for it. And maybe they would like, 60 seconds to sit in silence sure. before they start, you know, especially if you're away from their, you know, households or sure. kids or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, but you can still, yeah, do it in creative ways without yeah. like making it like a, a thing and you check in, how are you today? How are you feeling? How open are you to this or whatever, depending on the audience, of course, but. Yep. Yep. All right, so hopefully you found this helpful and we're gonna be doing burnout awareness next, uh, really important topic as well. Hopefully uh, you're enjoying this uh, this podcast. Uh, we would love for you to like it and review it, share it with everyone that you know. Uh, that just helps us be able to provide more free content. And if you have any topics that you would like to hear from us, any guests that you think we should bring on, please let us know. Um, yeah, and, and Stephen, uh, if you'll put the link to values-based leadership sure. in here. Yeah. Or more my link, I'm not sure. But if you could link it to me, because I'm not sure when I'm going to be launching another class for it, mm -hmm. but I am going to be providing ongoing coaching and helping to come up with your values and mission statement and all of that. Um, so, but we don't quite have a way to reach me yet. So if you just put that in this podcast sure. and they can like reach out to me and then we'll let you know as we build that, that part Hi of up. it and yeah. build, and then, um, and then if we have the enough interest to do another class and I, I don't mind doing an, a class too, but for now, just let you know that that coaching option is available. All right. Have a wonderful yeah. day, everyone. Talk to you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to learn more about 3Pi Squared and the products and services that we provide, please go to www.3pisquared.com. And if you enjoy our podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe or add it to your favorites. This way you won't miss any episodes. And you can also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn by searching 3Pi Squared. Thank you so much for listening.